1: Stu does America. The
2: 2024 election is coming our way. Be sure to show your support for the correct candidate with our anyone but Biden 2024 merch line. It's available at StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu10 to save 10%. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications and do all the things. Let's go into the Trump tape here uh, because we normally... Uh, sit back and look at this stuff with in awe. And I guess that's what we're supposed to do here because uh, CNN has obtained the tape of Trump's 2021 conversation about classified documents. That's the headline from CNN. And honestly, they're giddy about it. Uh, Let's be honest. I mean, they're having their moment and it's adorable. They are uh, celebrating the fact that they got audio of this. This, of course, Transcript was already in the indictment but the audio is out there and of course this is now the biggest thing on the left once again. I mean look they will go to any lengths to get rid of this guy. We know that they don't want Donald Trump to be president again. I don't know if they mind him being the nominee because I think they they believe they can beat him. Uh, This is an an ill-advised gambit, but they may try it again after failing in 2016 on the exact same bet. Um, But this is the the tape to bring it back and kind of get your head in the uh, mindset here. The the whole situation is based on this one document supposedly of an Iran uh, war plan that Trump was using to uh, exonerate himself from a charge from General Milley who said he wanted to invade Iran. Um, this is uh, basically, supposedly, going to disrupt the defense that Trump has, which is, look, I classified these documents on the way out. I classified them. He's going to talk about that, and you have to listen very, very closely to the language. Let's start here with the first part of the clip. Here is Donald Trump on audio tape talking to a couple of, there's an aide there, and there is a someone who's writing or helping to prepare to write. The um, biography uh, of a book written by Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff of President Trump. Again, why Trump decides to do all these interviews with people, I don't know. I don't know why he does it. Uh, it's, you know, he loves the press. So this is something, I mean, he hates the press, but he loves the press. And so he's constantly doing interviews with people, some friendly, some not. I don't understand why he loves doing it, but this is part of his, his shtick. He obviously does enjoy it. Here he is now talking and about this particular uh, document, Think about this as you're listening, though. Is he saying he's holding this document in his hand or not? Listen. These are bad, sick people.
0: That, but was, that was your coup, you know, the, against you. That's well, it
1: started the, right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's
0: talking about, oh, oh. you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were All trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. No, trying yeah. to overthrow well, your election. Well,
1: with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that... I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long.
2: Now, he said he presented me this. You could certainly make the argument he's holding a piece of paper. You could, it would make sense what he said if he was holding the piece of paper. Trump's position is that he was not holding the piece of paper. One thing we're going to be able to know is the two people in the tapes that you can hear, the two uh, female voices, uh, are going to tell uh, investigators uh, what they saw on that uh, paper. Now... Again, this goes back to something uh, from the very earliest days of this scandal that we talked about, which is, is it that big of a deal that the President of the United States had uh, classified documents? Is it that big of a deal that he shared them with a biographer? Uh, you know, it's up to you. I kind of don't think it is, frankly. Somebody who saw the documents already, certainly holding them onto himself, I don't think is a big scandal that should remove a president or a potential president uh, from running. Uh, showing it to a biographer is a little risky, right? Like in theory, you could send it, show it to someone who might tell somebody else, and maybe that gets down the line, and it's a it's a violation of secrecy and, and a real problem for American national security. Possible possible. But I mean, if you've ever written or or written, uh, read, excuse me, a a biography or a story, one of these um, real-time storytelling uh, escapades from an administration, and I've read a lot of them over the years. uh, It's something that, uh, you know, it's, I actually enjoy reading them, uh, the behind the scenes back and forth. It's been really interesting uh, through the Trump administration, but go back to, I mean, you know, some of the most famous ones from, you know, the Lyndon Johnson administration, you find really fascinating things. And you realize that people write these books They're not just making this stuff up. Someone's told them about these these uh, meetings that were uh, confidential. Someone's showed them the documents that are allowing them to write these things. It's pretty common practice for this stuff to make its way into these types of books. So it's interesting to look at. um, And and I understand the accusation here. So I will tell you right off the bat, I've told you this from day one of the scandal. A lot of people think this is more serious than I do. whether he's guilty or not, that's what everyone's focusing on. For me, I just don't think it's that serious of a crime. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If we found out he was selling these to Iran, huge deal. And I would want him in prison for the rest of his life. The fact that he's showing them off to a a person who's writing a a book about his administration, not all that surprising. Let's go on to the next part of this, because each part of this is really, really important when it comes to his defense going forward.
1: Wait a minute, let's see
2: here. Delfting to the papers.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. Yeah. But look look at this. You attack. And
0: Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> she'd, send it. No, she'd send
1: it to yeah. Anthony Weiner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The pervert.
1: Um, by the way, isn't that
2: incredible? Though? Yeah. Okay, so he's talking about this and he's saying it wins my case. And this is, his, his concept here is basically this accusation from Millie is false. They presented me war documents. Now, does that really win his case? I mean, I would, you know, military, whether they agree with an invasion or not, should be providing war plans. They should have every single country on earth have war plans r- written up at all times to make sure that we can go and invade. But Trump's case is basically like, this guy really wanted to do it. He brought me these plans. He was pushing for it. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I I wouldn't put anything past Millie. I think he's pretty terrible. Uh, But I do think it is an interesting uh, part of this and that he's saying, what Trump's defense here is, he's saying, look, here, those papers rustling, those are news articles about Millie's accusation. And then he's saying, well, look, Millie came to me, but I don't have that document. Uh, anymore, it's classified. Uh, it's top, top secret. Again, you can re- you can hear it both ways if you want to hear it both ways, and that's of course what Trump is going to rely on in his defense. Here is uh, the third clip of the tape leaked to CNN.
1: I was just saying because we were talking about it, <laughs> and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and
3: what? <laughs> he's in the papers.
0: This well, was
1: done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably get. Yeah?
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll
1: have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to deed figure out a, a. Yeah. See, as president, I could have declasse. Uh, yeah. but Now I can't. You know. But this is. Yeah. Now, now
0: we have a problem. Isn't that
1: interesting? Yeah. It's okay, so God. cool. I mean, yeah, okay. it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. A, and you probably almost didn't believe
2: me, but now you believe
1: me. No, out. I believe. <laughs> it's incredible, yeah. right? No. It, hey, bring some. Uh, bring some cokes in, please.
2: It. Hey, look. Is his defense particularly strong here? My my belief is no. It's not not all that strong. Does it seem like he was showing them the Iran pictures, if you really analyze his language? Yeah, it does. That being said, uh, you know no one's been able to find this document. Which is a uh, does this document even exist? If it if it was there, they'd have to find it. Um, also, I will say, you know, it's it's just a situation where I think a better defense than trying to parse the language and saying, oh, I was holding up this paper instead of this paper, is just the idea that it's just not that big of a deal. And I know most people would say, hey, wait a minute, yes, it is. It's a huge deal. These are uh, documents uh, that are uh, crucial to our security. And I look, I. I would agree it could be very uh, crucial to our security. But in this context, I don't think it is. You know, this is a this if this is what you have on him, if this this is not a reason for him not to be president again. You want to talk about some of the other things that go like if Donald Trump actually had raped a woman in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room, I don't think he should be president. Right. There are some of these charges against him that if true, I don't believe that one's true. But if true, it should prevent him from being president. Some of the stuff they're talking about with the election is much, much more serious than this. This is a document crime, uh, if you will. And, you know, the fact that, honestly, if he had just played along and sent all this crap back at the beginning, there's probably nothing at all here. And that tells you something significant about the seriousness of the crime. If the national all these other places, you know, other presidents, Pence and uh, Vice President Pence, uh, Biden, uh, all these other people who have had documents, basically what they've done is play ball. And they've just said, "Okay, uh, I'll just send back the documents. And they've had nothing come to harm. They've had no charges brought against them. The issue with Trump is they were pissed off that he wasn't listening to them. He didn't feel he needed to. And that's really a closer uh... part of his defense than what trying to parse the language here there's another separate accusation in the indictment that doesn't relate to this tape that seems to be more clear that he at least had a document in hand at the time because he's saying don't come too close you can't see this why would he be saying that the bottom line here is if you're going to make your decision based on this um, i am going to call you a liar because i don't believe anybody is making their decision up on donald trump based on whether he held documents and showed them off and bragged about them. I don't think anybody, Everybody's made their mind up on Donald Trump. Uh, this is not changing anyone's mind. This is just a tactic to try to take him down, seeing if they can find a legal way to turn people uh, away and maybe force him out of the race completely. It's something that they would like, especially after he wins the primary, which is when, of course, all this is going to come down. Donald Trump has responded to this. He says the deranged special prosecutor Jack Smith, working in conjunction with the DOJ and FBI, illegally leaked and spun a tape and transcript of me, which is actually an exoneration rather than what they would have you believe. This continuing witch hunt is another election interference scam. They are cheaters and thugs. Could somebody please explain to the deranged Trump hating Jack Smith? his family, his friends, and as President of the United States I come under the Presidential Records Act as affirmed by the Clinton Sox case, not by the psychos' fantasy of the never-used-before espionage act of 1917. Smith should be looking... At, I don't know why Smith is in quotes there, but it is. Smith should be looking at crooked Joe Biden and all the crimes that he has perpetrated on the American public, including the millions and millions of dollars he extorted from foreign countries. Now, the Presidential Records Act idea is based on the Clinton Sox case. Is basically Clinton took a bunch of... Uh, tapes, recordings from in office. He described them as a sort of sort of personal journal. He brought them home, he stuck them in a sock drawer. Um, I think it was Judicial Watch who tried to get them uh, and the, he, they were turned down by the courts. They said this is the Presidential Records Act since they are private records. Now it's hard to argue that Iranian, Iranian war plans are private rector, records for Donald Trump. Um, you know and that's kind of what he's relying on here I don't know if that will work in court it's really more of an argument against uh, public opinion just not necessarily on a legalistic grounds but just a, a grounds to say hey look this stuff happens all the time there's all these conflicts all the time people are always fighting with uh, the, the national records uh, you know act and, and all these different things because they want their records and you know the government wants them back this is there's a there's a back and forth all the time never does it escalate to this level what I think the government would say is the reason it escalated is because Trump kept lying to us and doing the wrong things where everyone else plays along Trump is saying the reason why it escalated to this point is because these people have shown a propensity to come after me no matter what I say or do that's where this uh, case is going to be won or lost but I don't think the election is going to be won or lost here most likely this is resolved either in a deal or something that happens after the election People have made their mind up on this. You shouldn't be making up your decision I don't think in the primary of whether this, you know, records act is who you vote for. You should vote for who you think is going to be the best president going forward. You may want to avoid all these scandals. You may say Donald Trump is the only one to fight against all of this. That's the more important decision now. This legalistic stuff is really just a distraction. It's true. It does. It's a lot easier to live if you have a liver. It's true, that's science, in effect. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, you know, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes, all this stuff goes through the liver and there's, it can create you know, bad conditions for you. A sluggish, fatty liver it can help you gain weight and it can help you lose energy. You don't want those things. Well, for decades now, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time you uh, help your liver with Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula is an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. If you're looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, you got to try Liver Health Formula. They've got a bunch of free gifts they're going to give you, including the blood sugar formula, plus a bunch of e-books that will help you learn more about how all this stuff works. Liver Health Formula is the place to go uh, to uh, to help your liver, it's available at getliverhelp.com/stew. Get five free bonus gifts today. Getliverhelp.com/stew. Getliverhelp.com/stew to try Liver Health Formula.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
2: I'm joined now by Jason Buttrell, head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck. Uh, the sleeveless yep, version. Uh, Jason Buttrell. This, this is important. no screwing
3: around. Yeah, I'm pissed off. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in the news right now. I demanded to come in today, so. And you demanded to be sleepless. And I demanded to be sleepless. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the, the Trump stuff. I, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by
2: this, I guess mainly from a media perspective uh, and a DOJ perspective. I thought the DOJ was supposed to be all locked down. They don't give any details on any investigations, and yet this stuff keeps leaking
3: out. I, I'm wondering if this is grounds to have the entire investigation just thrown out. Mm. Because right from the very beginning, they made that Trump's team could not talk about any of this stuff. And we knew what this was for. Everybody in the country was calling the shot on this. They so were like, well this is obvious so the government can control the narrative, to convict um, you know the court of public opinion yeah uh, they were going to slowly leak all these details out not specifically the, the, you know the, the, the complete context but what they wanted you to see mm-hmm. this is the, this is the very first example of what this is I mean no one else could have done this and CNN who got this leak they uh, I thought it was hilarious usually at the top paragraph they'll say where this information comes from. But they didn't even bother with it on this. They didn't even bother to say, well, we spoke to some unnamed sources, blah, blah. No, they just said, we obtained this audio. Yeah. yeah. You know exactly where you got it. This is the president of the United States trying to jail and imprison his main political rival. I mean, Trump's going to be the nominee. I mean, as, as it stands right now, he's going to be the he's nominee. He's certainly the favorite, yeah. In, unless something crazy happens, he's going to be the nominee. It's his to lose. It's his I to lose. that's the easy way to right. talk about it. Yep. Uh, and yet
2: here is the president attacking uh, this guy. Now, we're used to things like, I don't know, opposition research, right? We're used to that. We're used to political attacks. To, to use the full force of the government and these institutions that are supposed to be trusted by so many people is it's not without precedent, right, in history. Certainly it's been done in many other countries and it's commonly done in third world, uh, you know, dictatorships. Uh, But, you know, there's been some evidence of this happening in the past. This is crossing a line, though, that I didn't think we were going
3: to recross. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you just said. It's the United States federal government trying to ensure that the guy that they think is the most likely to beat them cannot get, does not, does never get the chance. Mm. That is insane for our country. Yeah. And I cannot believe people are, the left left is applauding this right now. They're like, oh, this is great, this is the smoking gun. With this precedent moving forward, God help you for the next election that you lose. What do you think is going to happen you've you're opening Pandora's box little by little by little. They already did it with, you know, the um, you know, the Russia, Russia gate, the collusion stuff. Um, you did it with impeaching a president twice for crying out loud. Then you raided his house on you know, in an unprecedented, you know uh, abuse of both mm-hmm. the DOJ and FBI. Where do you see this going? Yeah, there was a lot of talk on Hillary Clinton. There's a reason why they didn't fully go through with it because, you know, it's 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 like the, the you know the Nixon comparison. You know, they, they pardoned Nixon because they wanted the country to heal. They didn't want us to divide. Now they're purposely out in the open saying we don't care if you're divided. We want you divided. Yeah. Now let's go to war. But, Wait until that turns around on
2: you. The, the interesting part too about this is like, what is Trump known for? If you hit him, he punches back twice as hard. What does that look like when he's president of the United States, which he may very well be? I mean, he's he's definitely has a real chance of being president again. What does that look like? And I got to be honest, like I, I understand that instinct, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea that what, what what this is going to be now the right using these same tactics. I hope that doesn't wind up happening, um, but I I can't blame anybody for wanting to go down those roads. Of course they're going to want to go down those roads. When the when your opponents are using – it's like if someone starts using steroids and hits, you know, 60 home runs, if you're a power hitter, what are you going to do, not use steroids? This is what happens, and it gets out of control very quickly.
3: Yeah, I, I really don't know what it looks like because Trump has a – he has a way of – he's been talking about it. He's been talking about, again, uh, you know, if you look at his campaign – uh, speeches so far, they've, they sound very, very much like what we heard in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. I'm going to abolish the deep state. Now with your help, I'm going to do it. Right. Well, you didn't really. They kind of beat you, mm. Re- really. I mean, the, the deep state beat Donald Trump. They, they completely made his uh, presidency almost impossible to mm. you know, finish, to get anything done. And now they've, they've successfully indicted him. I mean, what? Not once, but twice. Yeah. So the deep state's kind of winning. So if you're running on, well, now I'm going to do something about it. He has, just, I don't know, that's Stu. It's really interesting. He's he's got, he's got a, a history of you know him. He's braggadocious. Yep. You know, he's, that, that's just kind of how he is. Just like this. Let's take this case right now. This. Uh, you know, this audio message that CNN mysteriously got from yeah, unnamed yeah. sources. <laughs> right. um, where could it have come from? Uh, just even in that, I don't even believe that he did have a classified document in his hand when he showed this, uh, you know, reporter or whoever it was in the, in the, in the message. I, I have a feeling he just held up a bunch of, you know, you know papers. <laughs> right, right. Said, it's right here. Trust me. It's right there. Because yeah. to this day, and this is as per the New York Times, no one can find that document. No one even knows what it's referring to. They have no idea. It's not there, it's gone. How can it even be part of the trial? Like how can this even be part of the case against him if at the end of the day, they can't find this document. Well, it's like it's like if someone, you know, even when someone murders someone, but they don't have the murder weapon, it's extremely hard to bring, yeah. even when they know that the guy did it. If you don't have the murder weapon, it's like a juggle to try and convict that person. Well, combine that with not having the body. Right. Like, right. We, we have nothing. Right. We don't know
2: if this is, when you're talking about this particular document, we don't have the body. We, we, we just, don't even know someone was
3: murdered. We just have him bragging on tape that yeah. he does have it. And we, he, we've never heard Trump do that before. I know, and of course, look, I think it's interesting what you bring up here because his
2: big case here to become president of the United States again is to say, I've been targeted by the deep state and I'm the only one who can fix it. And I think, and I know DeSantis has pointed this out. Some other candidates have said the same thing, which is like, hey, you know, you had a chance to do something about this and didn't do it. The same thing with the election. Oh yeah, you can complain all you want about it being stolen, but like, why didn't you see it coming? Why didn't you recognize that these things were going on? Why didn't you take action before, these elec- before the election to overturn these rules that wind up costing them the election? Why didn't you do that beforehand? All this stuff is I think there's a legitimate uh, questions from the right. The problem is when anyone interviews them, all they do is ask left wing questions. Why do you think the election was stolen? Look, yeah. uh, whatever you think about that. More important to a conservative audience in a primary is why didn't you see this coming? Why did you let the deep state beat
3: you? Yeah, well, I, I think you have to look at what we're facing here, and it's it's I think it's a lot more complicated than just saying, oh, let's get rid of Merrick Garland because it's his DOJ, he's going to, you know, let, let, let's get rid of Christopher Ray. Let's you know, let's get some of these top dogs. I think it is way way much deeper than that the, the deep state is way much deeper that's good english um <laughs> but let, can let me switch. Sleepless english. sleeveless english sleeveless yeah, <laughs> english yeah. um let's uh let, let let's switch gears just to make an example on the hunter hunter biden stuff so you have the Hunter Biden stuff. You have Merrick Garland up at the top saying that Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, has full autonomy on this. He can tell people to go after this case, this case, whatever. We'll get to the bottom of this. Well, now we know from the IRS whistleblower that Weiss did not have full autonomy. There were cases that the IRS had been building that, in company, that went all the way back to 2014, covered Burisma, all the questions that we have on that. But there was an attorney in the District of Columbia that said, nope, we're not going to prosecute. Then there was an attorney in California on a similar case, and he said, nope, we're not going to prosecute. So basically, Weiss could not do anything at that point. All they had was these tiny little uh, misdemeanor charges they could bring against him. And when Weiss found that out, he tried to remedy the situation and said, okay, well, I need a special counsel that's going to intervene here. If these cases are past their statute of limitations, we need a special counsel. Then the IRSA, the whistleblower, said somebody at the DOJ above that level said, no, you can't have a special counsel. Mm. Was that Garland? Was that the next level up? I mean, so you're looking at, there's district attorneys throughout, in the Justice Department, all out the country, all throughout the country, that were purposely running cover from the president's son. How deep does that go? It's everywhere, it's systemic rot. And I don't really don't know how you go after this. I really don't. The Hunter Biden part of this is really interesting too because I mean, really you get
2: one side, they're going after his main opponent and protecting his son and himself. At the same time. Using the DOJ at the same time. It's really, really disturbing. The one other thing I want to talk about from the political standpoint here is the tactic here by the left, the media, CNN, the Democrats, which is leaking all these things in advance. I don't think this works. It almost inoculates Trump. These things come out, there's a drip, drip, drip. Each one of them, you might say on its own, isn't that big of a deal, if they would wait until these trials happened and all this stuff came out all at the same time, and it was surprising, maybe it would work better. Like they did this with Russia. the, rest, the whole meeting at the Trump Tower was sort of a big story, but it came and it went long before there was any
3: any ability to do anything about that. If they would have held on to that, and it just came out, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, I remember the Russia thing, Uh, that was all you would see on late night TV. You know, I remember, I think it was Stephen Colbert did a Glenn Beck chalkboard, where he showed all the people that were at that meeting, and then he like, he connected them using bars. Did you see that? Um, I think that's kind of what they're hoping for in this. Right. They leak it out to, you know, a friendly outlet like CNN, which, by the way, CNN, they're supposed to be changing their stripes. Right? Yeah, what happened to that? They're going through CEO after CEO, firing people, firing, uh, you know, on-air talent, and they continue to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I that's... It is
2: amazing. We're short on time here, but so let me, let's call it there. We'll, we'll revisit this later on. Uh, Jason Buttrell, head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck, thanks so much for coming on the program. Appreciate it, man. You bet. So next time you have to take a flight somewhere, um, I don't know, Make sure you don't go into the cockpit and just start trying to, you know, just pull it out and just take off. Maybe let the pilot fly it. You know, you need an expert when it comes to something like selling your home. Uh, and now, look, you can try to do it on your own. I don't advise it. It's too much paperwork, too much you need to know. You need someone who really knows what they're doing. You need a real estate agent you can trust. And that's why realestateagentsitrust.com exists. Glenn needed an agent a long time ago, had some problems wanted to change the way that we think about real estate agents. It's not someone you just know or somebody's seen in an ad or on a website. You need someone who is approved, who's gone through a, a rigorous process to find the best agent in your area. The place to go to find that person, realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. It's a free site to you, realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. In thinking about the 2024 election and how this is all going to play out, one of the most interesting people I think to hear from was Dave Rubin. And I wanted to uh, talk to him because he was a guy who was on the left a long time ago, kind of came and had an awakening, moved towards the conservative side, was a pretty big Trump supporter through the Trump years, and now is looking at this field and uh, trying to see who he thinks is going to be best to handle the next Uh, four years starting in 2025. We're going to talk to him about that and also his fabulous getaway to San Francisco. Yes, all the human feces you can imagine on a vacation. We're going to talk about that with Dave Rubin. That's coming up next. I want to tell you about a new product coming from Jace Medical. It's the same company that brings you the Jace case, which can supply you with uh, several uh, rounds of antibiotics to, to cure a bunch of important ailments. And if there are supply chain issues that go down, it's nice to be i uh, prepared to have this stuff on hand or for maybe for traveling to a foreign country. Well, they also have Jace Daily. This is new. It's a prescription supply service that allows you to get 12 months backup supply of your prescription medication in case of an emergency. They were talking about, you know, like if you take daily pills for cholesterol or diabetes, heart health, blood pressure, mental health. What happens if supply chains break down? You think about food. Maybe you think about water. If you're really prepared, most people don't even think about that stuff. But if you haven't taken the step to think about where you're gonna get your medication from, you're missing out for your sake and for your family's sake. You need to be prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code Stu at checkout for a discount on your order. Promo code is Stu at jasemedical.com. Jace Daly from Jace Medical. So it's always great to have Dave Rubin on the show. He's the host of The Rubin Report right here on Belize TV and author of Don't Burn This Country, Surviving and Thriving in Our Woke Dystopia. Dave, thanks so much for coming back on the program.
4: <sighs> Stu, I was just kidding about the subtitle of the book and here we are. What a <laughs> fine mess I projected. And
2: it's happening, it's happening. And I feel like we're, it's only getting worse, uh, especially the way our country is going. We are in primary season and primary season is the dumbest season where everyone just starts saying crazy things all the time. Everyone is getting in the race, apparently. All people will be running for president in 2024. Can you kind of give me your overall uh, 50,000-foot view of what we're seeing so far in the Republican primary?
4: Well, first off, to be clear, I am not running for president, so Ah. let's just put that out there and let it be. I know everybody else is, but (laughs) I'm not. I mean, look, you're right about, unfortunately, what primary season does to everybody. You know, think about it. We're a year and a half out from the presidential election, right? The presidential election is in November of 24. We're just at the beginning of June of 23. It's so far away, but we've elongated these primary seasons that it just, it's part of, why we're all so crazy about everything, because politics is has just infiltrated everything. All of our comedy and culture is about politics. And then, you know, when you get a primary, you're gonna have internal fighting. It's one thing when you have sort of Republican versus Democrat fighting, and it's very obvious that the ideas are counter to each other, and it's somewhat clean as to why you're going after somebody. But what you end up getting with the internal stuff, and, and by the way, I think it's actually okay because you want the best candidate to win and they should fight it out and all of those things. And I think it refines them so that they can get to a better general, be a better candidate by the time you get to the general election. I think what's kind of unfortunate, what's happening right now is it, it seems from where I'm sitting, and, I, and I'm happy if, if you disagree with this to, to push me on it, that DeSantis seems like he's by far the most credible I would say, nuanced, effective, clean, clear, competent candidate that we have with a strong base of support that would be a generational shift in everything else. And I think they're making that case very clearly. Uh, Then you have the Trump side of things. I like Trump personally, I voted for him last time, uh, but I don't think it's his time anymore. I think his lying related to DeSantis and Florida and a whole bunch of other stuff, Vaxes, like it's just too much at this point and, and nobody's king. And then I would say you have a bunch of other people that will all sort of have their little moments, say Vivek and Nikki, and it sounds like Pence and, and Christie are getting in and Tim Scott's in, uh, who are all decent people. But but one last thing on this, that crop of people that I just mentioned is a thousand times better than the crop that the Democrats put up last time. So to the extent that we may support or not support somebody, the overall people that will be on that debate stage is is significantly better in terms of intellect and thought process and everything else than what we're getting on the other side. So I think that's a net good, at least.
2: Yeah. And look, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think primary season should be the best part of conservative politics. Like, you know, d- being in conservative media all this time, it's obviously easy for us to all say that Biden sucks. And, you know, he does. But that's uh, that's simple. The, the differences between these candidates should be really interesting and important to talk about. But I feel like we're, we're nowhere near that conversation right now. I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, the Trump part about Florida. You moved to Florida, you're building a family in Florida. Tons of people are doing this. They all moved to Florida because it was so great. A bunch of Trump family members moved to Florida because it was so great. And now we have, you know, the Trump campaign telling us that Andrew Cuomo did a better job than Donald Trump. We know Donald Trump doesn't actually believe that. I, I, how do you actually get to a place where you can have a sensible, fact-based, reality-based conversation on this stuff? Because I think that's something America could benefit from.
4: You know, the problem with this is that I think maybe all of us have to look in the mirror a little bit because Trump was obviously always somewhat loose with the truth and was was an exaggerator. and every every event he ever did was the biggest event right. ever and the best ratings ever and everything. And we all kind of we all kind of went along with it to a certain extent. And by the way, I think some of it was necessary actually, to wake us up out of uh, the mainstream media uh, slumber that we were all in, you know, say, twenty fifteen, way back when. The problem now is in his in his quest to say no I must be the president of the United States I, it's most important that I will be you know the ruler of the world he's willing to basically tell his base that my campaign slogan should be Trump 2024 deny reality It's not even close what happened in Florida and New York and everyone knows it. And without even just sitting here and just whittling into the numbers of COVID deaths and everything else, all you have to look at are where people are moving and where are they fleeing. And like me, about a million people have fled California in the last couple of years. It's a little under, I think, a million that have fled New York. Uh, uh, Florida and Texas and Tennessee have absolutely exploded. Florida, over a million new people, 1,200 people a day, and people know what they're doing. So this is one of those ones. It's sort of like uh, Trump's attack on Kaylee, McEnany. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sometimes you do things that are so counter to reality. Kaylee was your best defender. Everyone likes her. She was defending you at the height of COVID with a crazy, rabid, hostile press. It's, sometimes the lies become too obvious. And that's why when, when I've gone after Trump, Look, I would much rather Trump be president than any Democrat, obviously. But what I've been trying to say to Trump or the Trump team is make the case for yourself. There's a case to be made for Trump. The case is, hey, I did it once. I've learned my mistakes. Uh, I'm self-funded in essence, although he takes donations, but meaning I I can do things that maybe somebody who could be influenced in another way can't. Like that's your case, man. But if the case is I will lie relentlessly about Florida, whereas you pointed out, his entire family lives. All of his grandchildren moved here during COVID. It's like that. I, I I just can't insult everybody's intelligence that way.
2: Yeah, it's it's really an interesting approach. And on the DeSantis thing, I mean, look, the, as you mentioned, you know, President Trump has experience that DeSantis does not have yet. He was president of the United States. There's arguments he can make that would differentiate himself. You know, I think with DeSantis, one of the one of the strong parts, if you want to make the case for DeSantis here, is. We do have an 80-plus year-old uh, president right now. We have a—you a, a, know—we just went over a New York Times story here on the show where you know they're they they're talking about. Well, look, uh, don't worry, President Biden's super sharp behind closed doors. You just never see it publicly. They're uh, they're desperate. Everyone knows this is a massive problem, and while they don't see Trump the same way, they can clearly see Trump as much more as uh, sharp as attack uh, than, than Joe Biden is. The, the 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 obvious A and B comparison between Joe Biden and someone like Ron DeSantis, whether younger, younger, quicker, the beautiful family they have, like there is a real contrast that it's not just you and me that would see that and see maybe policy differences. This is gonna hit everybody in the face in 2024 if DeSantis can live up to the hype. And that is something that I don't think you can buy. Uh, you know, this is something that it seems like voters really should consider when you talk about who's going to actually win in the general.
4: I, I think that's a really great point because, you know, not everybody lives and breathes politics, say, the way we do or the way that much of your audience or my audience does. Sometimes things are just kind of on gut feelings or the optics of things. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm willing to say it. If DeSantis is the nominee, I don't think Biden's going to be the nominee. I think it, that contrast would be mm. so. It would be so over the top that the Democrats would do whatever they had to do. 25th amendment, whatever it might be. Not that, not that Kamala would fare well against him, but then you, I don't know what, I don't know what you do, but these do not put anything past the corruption of the DNC and that machine that's behind Biden. I don't, do they somehow get Newsom in there? And then we have the Florida California fight that seemingly we're having all day anyway. Like that really seems to be what the future of America is about. Will we be Florida or will we be California? Uh, But, you know, you put DeSantis up against Biden, it's going to look ridiculous. You put Trump against Biden, it is what it is. Trump's way sharper than him, obviously. But optics-wise, you've basically got two 80-year-olds duking it out, and we've already all done this. Uh, You do it the other way, and I think it's going to be a major, major problem for the Dems. Mm.
2: Um, Can you give me your fantasy football take here, Dave? If you have, you've got the top two, DeSantis and Trump usually there's this third person that at least makes a splash. I mean, Kamala had her moment. Uh, Buttigieg had his moment back. you hit that 8 to 10% area, maybe get to 12 even though the other two candidates are sort of at the top of the heap. You, who, if there's a third person that makes some noise in this campaign, who do you think it is?
4: Well, I think Nikki Haley actually is the dark horse here because, you know, she has a really good pedigree. You you might disagree with her on some stuff. I I disagree with her on some foreign policy stuff, for example, some of the Ukraine stuff. Personally, I'm a little more of an isolationist, let's say, not completely, but okay, it is what it is. But I think, you know, she was an incredibly successful governor of South Carolina. She was an unbelievably good U.S. ambassador to the U.N., which is a horrible job, uh, you know, going into the Vipers pit every day for Trump. So- I think she will come across on the debates as as thoughtful and uh, I would say competent. And, and really effective. And you know, all of the fire, it's it's really interesting what's going on right now. If, you, if you're paying attention to who's being attacked, everyone's only attacking DeSantis. Nobody's attacking Trump right now, which sort of makes no sense. If we're to believe the polls that Trump keeps telling us, you know, he's up 30 points. Well, people should be attacking him, but you've got Trump attacking DeSantis, you've got Vivek attacking DeSantis, Nikki attacking DeSantis, et cetera, et cetera. So there's something out of whack over there. But again, we're very early on. But I think that, you know, if everyone keeps attacking DeSantis, let's, let's just say, look, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't work is what it is. Uh, you know, someone else can slide in there. And you also have to remember that everyone's always jockeying for position. Uh, look what happened with the Democrats last time, you know, but what was it the day? I think it was the day before Super Tuesday. I think it was that Monday, you know, when how many uh, states go on Super Tuesday? It's like a dozen or mm-hmm. something. Basically, they cut all the deals in the back door, you know, behind the closed door with Biden and all the candidates and Pete dropped out and everybody else dropped out. Elizabeth Warren dropped out, Bernie. And then they cut the deals and everyone backs Biden. So politics is crazy, man. But if you can't do it with a little bit of a smile and understand that there's some theatrics to it and everything else, you're probably in the wrong biz.
2: (laughs) Very, very true. Uh, Give me a minute on uh, the Democratic side. I mean, what do you make of RFK Jr.? at 20, 22% in some of these polls. I mean, this has gotta be disturbing to the the Biden campaign.
4: Look, I basically like the guy. I, I don't know what makes him a Democrat. From what I've heard, I, you know, he's doing a lot of interviews. We're gonna get him, I think, in a week or so. Uh, and I'm going to ask him that. I think one of his main things that keeps him as a Democrat, is he still seems to have all these hangups about climate as if the government can do something about it. But I think he's clearly right on the COVID stuff. He's going after sort of WEF and globalism and, and those things. I think by the time the, the DNC is done with him, he'll basically be a Republican. It doesn't mean he's gonna be a card carrying Republican, but he'll be sort of like a, like a libertarian-ish type guy. And the irony is, you know, uh, this wouldn't work out well for DeSantis, I don't think. Uh, because they are like-minded on COVID, but you know, if the DNC just throws everything at him, which they will to protect Biden, he could just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm a Republican now." And guess what? The Republicans would put him on the debate stage. They they would. So that's the interesting thing. The DNC, look, they took out Bernie once. They'll gladly take out this guy. You could have all the frustrations in the world with the Republicans, but when the insurgent ran through the RNC in 2015, Donald Trump, they didn't pull tricks. They they let the insurgency happen. You may like that now or not but they they at least played by some relative set of rules.
2: Mm. Uh, all right, one, one, uh, one more direction quickly before I let you go, Dave. You were recently in, in San Francisco, and uh, now I haven't been there in several years. I think the Super Bowl was last there maybe five or six years ago, last time I was there. I remember moments of that. I remember smelling things I had never smelled in my entire <laughs> life on the streets of that city. And everything I've heard about it since is that it's gotten much, much worse. What was, what was it like just walking around the streets of San Francisco?
4: Stu, it is unbelievable. It it really, like I say this without sarcasm or hyperbole, this should be the lead story on every nightly news broadcast in America until it's fixed. Mm. It's a failed city completely. There are drugs and homeless everywhere. You literally walk by people that may or may not be dead. There are people with blood dripping down their face, crack pipes everywhere. And then the few people there who are not on drugs or going to buy drugs or selling drugs, everyone looks scared. You're right about the smells. It smells absolutely everywhere. Uh, it is not a safe city. You should not bring children there. You need to be care. You know, even the fact that you know I, when I was walking on the street, I was only there for a day, but I'm dressed sort of like this, my normal self. You don't see people that are that are dressed as if they're going to business. Everybody mm-hmm. is in dirty clothes. And again, there are a few people there that are trying to go about their daily lives, but they look they look scared. Quite frankly, it it is a disaster. And it cannot be overstated.
2: Oh, amazing. Well, Dave, we appreciate your. I, mean, I don't know if you call that reporting, but it felt like it. Because I felt like I was in the middle of a horror movie watching you walk through I, the streets in San Francisco. Yeah, it was.
4: Uh, it was actually. I was just shooting. I am Legend two. <laughs> there you go,
2: <laughs> Dave Rubin, host of Blaze TV's The Rubin Report, author of Don't Burn This Country: Surviving and Thriving in Our Woke Dystopia. Title just unfortunately too on the on the note uh, for for this time in our history. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the program.
4: Good seeing you, my friend.
2: We truly live in insane times. I was just looking through some of the stuff that I didn't get to get to today. Hunter Biden linked account received $5 million days after threatening messages. The whole WhatsApp message of sitting there with my father got $5 million and then directed another million dollars seemingly to himself. Biden faces backlash for Camp David Guest after IRS whistleblower elections expose business to discuss. Hmm, what could that be? McCarthy is now threatening Garland with an impeachment inquiry. The Views Anna Navarro defends Hunter Biden's scandal as the story of a father's love. Oh, that's juicy. And Biden torched for denying knowledge of Hunter's business deals even lies about lying. And that's what he does. He lies about everything. Uh, he, we all know he talked about Hunter Biden's business with Hunter Biden. This has been proved forever. We all know that Hunter Biden didn't do anything. Uh, what was his quote? I didn't do anything wrong. Really? Well, he's confessed to multiple crimes. I mean, just to start. All of this goes to tell you that you should get the t-shirt at studosmerch.com. Anyone but Biden 24. Looks like a Biden campaign shirt. People might look up. Oh, is that a Biden campaign shirt? Uh, no, it's anyone but Biden. You got the mugs. You got the shirts. They're available now. Studosmerch.com. The code is Stu10. Also, uh, subscribe to Blaze TV. We'd appreciate it. Blazetv.com/Stu. The promo code is Stu. It'll save you ten bucks. We'll see you tomorrow.